start. Hello, everyone. This is Amelvis from the Four Elements Healing, and today's podcast is going to be about karmic cycles and things, something we all deal with and uh, how they can make us feel stuck and trapped in this life. Hi, everyone. Victoria here from Soul Healing Tribe. Hi, everybody. Natalie Delane from N-Vibe Life, N-Vibe Tribe Life Coaching. Haven't had lunch yet. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's MJ with MJ Guiding Others. Great to be here. Yeah, so we're going to discuss, like I said, karmic cycles. And um, I'm going to give my my perspective on what a karmic cycle can be. And then I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. So what I'm, what I'm running across with a lot of my clients is, you know, a lot of people come in and they're like, I keep seeing these repeating patterns or I keep attracting the same types of partners, or I keep being faced with the same fears day to day, you know, it can be different things, the same traumas and, uh, it's just I find it really interesting how this is something that that comes up for a lot of us. I know I've dealt with some of those myself. What have what do you guys what's your opinion on karmic cycles? Same. Um, I would definitely say the patterns. I was going to use the word patterns, right? Patterns of past experience, but that like kind of continue in that same way or a very similar way. Um, but I would almost say that it's like a script of our lives based on those patterns. It doesn't have to be, but sometimes it's like scripted because you did it once before, you're kind of doing it again, slight difference, and you're gonna do it again. So I would kind of um, just add that little piece to it. But then those patterns is what caused the self-limiting beliefs within us, right? If we keep having a pattern where a partner doesn't show up, if I have a new partner, he doesn't show up, or she, they don't show up. What are we gonna feel like, oh wait, maybe I'm not worthy of love. Right. And that's that's, I think, where I really want to, like, focus on today and how to, like, shift those self-limiting beliefs. Definitely so in agreement with you guys. About. Thanks. So I'm definitely in agreement with you guys about it. Uh, I see the way I view the karmic is pretty much a spiritual perspective meaning like, you know, attachments. Why do we keep having them? You know, based on childhood, you know, we might see, observe our parents, what they're going through, and then the patterns continue. Like we're doing them and then our kids pick up on them. And it's that moment when someone decides to change it because I believe karma is supposed to be positive. It's supposed to allow us to have that moment to begin to heal, to stop those negative things to, 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 to continuously keeps going. Yeah, I, I think I agree, MJ. Um, I see the karma wheel as a opportunity for us to overcome many different life challenges that we put into one like if you notice your karmic traumas and fears and limiting beliefs tend to be about mostly one main topic right like 
whether it's money, power, um, family, or whatever it is, right? And I think that also has to do a lot with what we decide to sum up from all different experiences and like overcome here. And like we're we're thinking this is the time where I can do this, right? So we are piling up all the different experiences from other lifetimes plus childhood into one main bowl. And then we have to go and take out the pieces until there is not much left. Yeah, I love, um, Natalie, what you said actually really I found intriguing. Uh, it's really key to really dive into it. Like you said, Victoria, pick out the pieces and really like take a look at what you're dealing with because uh, Natalie, you mentioned that from what I understood, like how do we discern what can be karmic and what can be like our own repetition of, of almost like comfort and discomfort, you know, like recreating the same things for ourselves uh, subconsciously. Does anyone have any? I don't think there is a lot of difference because if it's something that it keeps repeating you're in a constant loop what is the karma is that, is, is that loop is that wheel right where when you think about it so when you have something that is very important to you most of the time it's not going to come just from this experience it, i mean it may come from the womb before you were born but it's not going to it's not going to start at a random date when you're 12 years old and out of nowhere, you have this major issue, like something that is very important for the soul is always going to be there, even if it's lurking in the background, right? And then one day you're like, oh my God, I really do have this issue. When you finally are ready to deal with it, you become aware of it and you see that I don't have to live with this. So I can choose something else, right? And when I decide that life can be different, then I'm starting to step out of that wheel, out of that pattern. That's my perspective. A thousand. I agree a thousand percent. In fact, to answer the question and, and piggyback off of you, Victoria, it's that moment of self-awareness. And like when we become aware that we're in this pattern, the cycle, the karmic cycle, then we can, we A, we, we realize we're in it. We, we have a choice. Do we want to stay stuck in this pattern or do we want to choose different or do we want to try something different? Like only then can we start to shift and get out of the lesson or get the lesson or grow or change. But I was just going to say that. And I, that's what, one of the biggest things I do with my son, with my clients, helping them become that aware. I'm like, okay, well, how long has this been present in your life? Is this something that you continuously choose consciously or unconsciously or subconsciously? Like, is this something And I kind of bring that like flashlight, if you will, to this one little area of your life that continues in a similar pattern. So same self-awareness is so key here. Yeah, that's so, um, so funny that you said that because as you kind of dive into it, you realize that there's other things in your life that you mm -hmm. don't even tie to that pattern right and then when you like really break them down it all is the same stuff it's all like that <laughs> underlying pull from that specific yeah, area absolutely. <laughs> I'm laughing because I resonate with that <laughs> yeah because you can on the surface you can be like oh well this is completely different from that but when you really like break it down it's like so many things are tied together the one like specific issue or matter 
Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I did um, a series of the Wounded Healer. And I think a lot of the different um, lessons and things that we need to overcome, can, you can find that in the Wounded Healer archetype of whatever it is yours. For me, it's communication. So I always feel like everything that is up here, it doesn't come out. <laughs> And it can be very frustrating. So I've been working on that. And the, recently I did an exercise. Um, somebody was triggering me and I did an exercise. And I'm like, I cannot be, I, can, I just don't understand why this person keeps triggering me. And when I do the exercise, it goes back. I swear to you, go back to communication. I go, oh my God, here we go again. So, <laughs> That's so yeah. funny. The, the thing though I really want to mention today is that these cycles, the thing to think about is, they make you believe something. They make you believe you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not deserving of happiness. You're not deserving of love. And that's why I think, you know, to the point of this podcast, we want to talk about it so that we can help you become more self-aware of where you have these karmic patterns and cycles so that you can change the narrative because we can with work and with time and with people like us, it is possible to change that narrative because, we are good enough just because we're alive and we're breathing period. You're already good enough. So that's, um, that's one of the biggest things for me and how I help my clients with the karmic cycles. I don't really go into the soul part of it as much as you yummy beings. Um, but I definitely can recognize it myself because it's, it's a pattern and we kind of delve into it, but, um, rewriting those scripts, rewriting those affirmations, rewriting those beliefs that you have about yourself is possible. So how do you, um, help the client to see the patterns. Is there so, an exercise that you can share with the listeners? Yeah, it's not necessarily an exercise. It's funny. I, my brain kind of does it, but I've been like this with everything. I notice patterns with everything. Um, I kind of highlight, and I because my brain remembers. So I'll say, "Hey, remember in a couple sessions ago, you mentioned that when you went to the ocean, you had this trigger happen, and then oh, last week you were in a bath, but you had this trigger happen." So in my brain, it's already registering. Anytime this person's by water or near water, there's this thing that happens to them. I'm making this example. So yeah. in my brain, I remember the pattern. But what I do is that I ask them about it, and through the asking and helping them recall it that's where that self-awareness comes into, right? Like, oh, wow, yeah, you're right. Oh, wow, okay, yeah, that was two weeks ago. And so it's like putting it in front of their face in a way that they weren't recognizing it themselves. So I I guess it's an exercise, but I don't call it that. It just kind of comes out that way. Um, And one of the biggest things past, so after the awareness, what I like to do is help them by rewriting that script. I love affirmations. We've talked about this on many of our podcasts but I love affirmations in the sense that you get to write your own. Because sometimes I am worthy, I am worthy, I am worthy. If you're saying words that other people created, while it can be a great affirmation, if it doesn't make your heart sing, change it, right? Yeah. Like change it. I sometimes for me, it's like, I love my curves. I love my curves because, you know, a lot of cake and, and barbecues this summer. So, but it's, rewriting the words that make you feel delicious and I'm gonna say it yummy like that's how you start to re-inject that new belief into your body into your system yeah I agree I think and when the client is working with you or with anyone else right the energy is amplified by your energy that you're giving it to that session right so the client will be able to see and, you know, let's go back to what we do, um, a lot of us do, 
were working with a spirit, even when they're working on life coaching, they still working with their spirit because their spirit is the one that got them to do those sessions, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're working directly with the spirit and the spirit is re-adjusting um, the beliefs that they had when when they're doing those affirmations based on their own words. And we do something similar in hypnotherapy as well. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Awareness is so key because that's like the bulk of it. Because you, once you're aware of it, it just, you're able to gain much more clarity. Um, but also super important is like loving yourself through that awareness. Because once you become aware, a lot, you know, it, you can tend to like become too hard on yourself, to self-shame, to, like you said, Natalie, just feel so inadequate or stupid. But it's so important to like not judge yourself, not shame yourself, really give yourself compassion through that awareness. And also, you know, I find reaching out to a practitioner to to hold space for you, to help you release, to guide you and feel supported through the healing process. Um, Sometimes just even sometimes we don't put these things together until a few different situations are out there, like just hearing yourself saying things and then you're able to tie these things like just it's there's so much clarity in in being in a safe space where we can explore these right right and and I think as the more that you do that with someone eventually you get to do it on your own and you can have the same transformative expandedness right but the beginning at least is it's important to find someone that you trust so that you can open up and let everything that is here because sometimes we don't even know what we're feeling like mm-hmm. I don't even know why I'm feeling this way and once you start talking with someone that is asking you questions to help you go deeper it's like whoa once it's out like you said right you all said it once it's out it doesn't have a hole on you because it's out now in the open it's no longer hiding in the background yeah I love the self-compassion piece of it, Amelvis, a thousand percent, because we can just, without wanting to, we can perpetuate that negative self-limiting belief because then we're judging it for having it. So we're not even really moving past it, but having some self-compassion is so vital. Um, and then past that, I think what the next step is accepting accepting the new reality, the new belief, the new way of being, whatever you want to call it, like truly accepting that you are worthy, that yes, you deserve love, that yes, you deserve happiness. Like ex- like wanting it with your everything and accepting it, I think is like another piece to this. Um, and I love what you said too, Victoria, having someone that you feel like you can talk through it first, I think is so helpful because um, it's been in the dark corners of our mind. We don't want to think about these things. They're not that pleasant. They're usually very kind of mean and self-critical. So um, having someone to talk to, being self-compassionate and then accepting it, yummy. Mm-hmm. I wanted to share a personal story. Uh, it has a lot to do with what you mentioned or what you what you all been discussing, uh, Natalie, with self-awareness. Growing up in poverty and the population that I serve, it is a it's, you know, it's all around, it's poverty. And seeing generation after generation of people going through poverty, uh, my family included, it was like 
is this our life? Is, is this our options and whatnot? And it, it comes down to actually asking questions about it. Like, actually doing work behind it, asking the question, self-reflecting, what am I doing? What's happening all around us? What aren't we doing, right? And so when I started to do those things, I was able to see, okay, well, you know, I have a horrible spending addiction. Um, I have, <laughs> I uh, don't have life insurance. And all of my family members had the same issues and all the community had the same issues. And it's like, okay, well, those things we have to take action on. We have to change those things. And far as the spiritual uh, aspect of it, I'm not 100% sure. I haven't uh, gotten that far yet, but I do understand there's a lot to do with just our choices. The, the You know, because we can have abundance for a month and then it's gone the next month. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think also uh, what you mentioned, MJ, also comes with the belief that we, you know, we are what we hang out with, right? The people that we have around us, the things that we see, we keep repeating it. A lot of those things come from our parents and grandparents and great-grandparents. So when, when I think about the karmic cycles and the limiting beliefs, what I'm thinking is, you know, like, yeah, the limiting beliefs, but also superstitions, whether they're good or bad, things that may be so ingrained in our culture, because it can also come from our culture, those limiting beliefs. It doesn't necessarily have to come from our family as well, right? So where we grow up and all of that, it's going to have an impact on the lessons that we chose to learn. And when, again, when we compile all of that, and even if you look at your numerology and you see your life path number, you're going to be able to identify what is the main lesson for your soul, right? And then from there, you, you have many other different lessons. And when we're dealing with someone that has, for example, the number one or the number eight that has a lot of power, right? A lot of energy of power, right? Responsibility, maybe taking too much power before or not enough, not stepping into their power. Um, and they're dealing now with poverty and this and that, they're, they're going to feel, they're going to have to step into that power, but to step into the power, they have to first go through what it means not to have power, right? What, right, what right. Poverty, what does it feel like so that they can understand it? And I mean, I come from very poor family, so I know exactly what that feels like. But I also, I think when we when we, you identify what what is the main thing that you want to change about yourself, then you start seeing, okay, normally it, it has to be so painful that you want to get out of it. Because if it's not, then you're like, I'm okay being poor. Then you stay stuck, yeah. You know, yes. I'm okay. It's actually okay because, you know, I, I have better you know, like I have time with my family because I don't have to work that much or you're making excuses for for being in the situation that you're in. When you're ready to leave the excuses behind and take responsibility and see how we created or responded to the situation, then we can start getting out of the situation. Like I am fed up with this nonsense. I don't want anything else to do with this. And I have to create a new life for myself, but it comes with a lot of pain. And for us, unfortunately, if we're in pleasure, we don't want to change, right? No, it's like, that's what it takes, right? It's such a hard pill to swallow, but karmic cycles 
by design are are for our healing because they're the ones that push us like you said it's like if it's too good we're not going to change anything but it's so like not yummy natalie (laughs) (laughs) opposite this goes back to your point amelvis that you're saying that line between comfort and discomfort Sometimes it's a thin line, but it's that one little thin line that can push us to heal, grow, expand versus staying stuck. Um, but yeah, no, what a beautiful way to put it. Yeah, I, you know, what you said, uh, MJ, reminded me of a client. This person um, got into a situation where this person lost a lot of money. I'm talking about a lot of money. And it was just because this person wanted to fit in, in a specific type of group where they were talking about taking the weekend boat or whatever the yacht, whatever they call it. And the, the, she wanted to be part of that special club where she felt like, wow, you know, like I belong here. So all the savings went into this particular investment and the investment was a scam. So we, you know, like that comes with a lot of that situation alone has a lot to say about the wounds that this person carries, right? Like, what are the wounds that we carry? What are the decisions that we make that continue to duplicate the same situation in a different way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else you want to share with the audience? Well, I mean, I want to say once we keep saying awareness because it's so key, but once we become aware of these cycles, of these patterns, and once we're, if we're ready to do like the mental, emotional, spiritual work to change them, it's just, there's so much possibility for growth and so much self-actualization and healing. Um, and that's what needs to be done for us to see like true change in, in our lives when we're dealing with these types of, of patterns that where it just keeps coming up. I mean, I know I've dealt with it and, you know, it's not, again, going circling back, it's not till I was speaking about all these different situations that seem to be completely unrelated that I was able to put together, like, wow, like I have this fear and, and explore, like, where is this coming from? What makes me, you know, just to be transparent, I, I really felt stuck a lot in my life in different in relationships and um in work and it's just until I really was able to put all these emotions and all these um circumstances that that happened out there to like really hear myself it's it's that I wasn't really able to see the that there was a pattern and there usually is yeah yeah, it's funny that you mentioned stock. A lot of pe- a lot of other people might feel lost two different things, and it will take them to two different completely scenarios about all the different things that they need to heal, right? Like everybody has a specific thing that we just tend to repeat. And I, I also with compassion, I think we also have to remember that when we're going through the next thing that repeats, sometimes it's a deeper level of the healing that you're doing, you're, it's not at the same. The more surface stuff you do, the deeper it's going to take you until one day you're just like, I'm bored of this. I'm ready for something else, right? And then you know it has no power over me anymore. So my goal is to be bored, <laughs> right? <laughs> we're done with this. <laughs> so it's no longer exciting. Or- way to put it. 
Everything. Right. Yeah. Love is not dramatic anymore. With my evolution. Say that again, Natalie. Um, I love... No, I'm saying I kind of, it's a good way to put it. I kind of want to be bored with all this hard work that I'm constantly doing. Because if I'm bored, then that means that I've reached like a, okay, like I've grown, I've expanded, I've I've reached a good level. But I don't know that that even exists. Well, I'll probably keep going. We will probably keep going. But to your point, Melvis, too, I um, there's support and guidance out there for everyone that's going through this, right? And it comes in us, the us four, but there's also finding people that you feel comfortable to be vulnerable and open with about this too because some of the patterns in the karmic cycles are not things we want to really easily share so but there is guidance and support out there for all of you um just look for it yeah I, very you know when you start thinking about like how many healing modalities and practitioners in the whole planet we have it's like whoa like it's amazing what what's possible out there even with traditional medicine right like we don't need to discount that either because sometimes yeah. they have to go hand in hand if it's something that is way more you know complicated so yeah that's a that's a great reminder yeah i think that it's important um Elvis, and you touched on this too um i did as well with those questions when you have to sit down and you have to ask the questions you know, why are things happening? Because a lot of people, I see a lot of this happening with my clients. They can hang around other people in, for example, relationships. Oh, all men are like this. You know, the dating game is horrible. All women are like this. Well, you're always going to have those thoughts. Nothing is ever going to get better until you sit down and ask, well, why is it happening to me? What's what's going on? Because that's when you find the answers. You're not going to find it generalizing everyone. So yeah. I think that's important for, you know, all of our audience to to understand those things and to keep that in mind, ask those questions. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that goes back to belonging, right? Like, oh no, I cannot go talk to this person because I don't belong there or I feel out of place. I won't be accepted. That Unfortunately, that is the root chakra and, and the lower chakras have a lot to do with the limiting beliefs and the karmic cycles that, you know, like it has all the DNA, all the bone structure. It carries basically the physical vessel that we're in, right? So um, working on your root chakra to understand the karmic cycles that you're bringing on and also the ancestors, you know, like what what is it from your ancestors that you picked up on? I did a meditation where I, I was feeling a lot of pain and it was so ancient pain. And it was like, my pain took me to that pain and it was slavery for some of my ancestors. And I was like, I complain about being tired. Imagine if I had to spend a day as a slave, I wouldn't make it. I would just die on the first day. <laughs> so, <laughs> is there anything else you want to say, Melvis, to close no, today's no. session? I love everything you guys have said. Awesome. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Ciao. <laughs>